The following program is brought to you by Caltech. Good morning, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Caltech Space Challenge Lecture Series sponsored by Lockheed Martin. Uh, this morning, we have a very special guest a speaker coming from all the way from Japan uh, and talking about Hayabusa mission. Uh, please welcome Professor Takashi Kubuta from the Japanese Space Agency. Thank you. Uh, good morning. Uh, my name is Takashi Kubota from uh, ISAS JAXA. ISAS means the uh, Institute of Space and Astronomical Science. It is my pleasure to have a talk on Hayabusa mission. So about uh, 40 years ago, I stayed at uh, Pasadena to study the Hayabusa mission with uh, JPL researchers. And then so today I will give you a talk about advanced challenge in Hayabusa mission. Uh, that means the asteroid sample return mission that maybe you know well uh, than me. <laughs> well. So uh, as you know well, the, we would like to know the origin and the evolution of the, uh, the solar system. And then the key uh, planets or, or bodies uh, were uh, comets and asteroids. And then the small body uh, so could give us uh, a lot of hints to throw a uh, light on the origin and the evolution of the solar system. And then there are so many researchers and scientists would like to explore the small bodies such as asteroids or comets. And so many missions have been conducting and the NASA and the European Space Agency and also JAXA are proposing uh, new missions. And then, well, uh, you can see the already observed the small bodies by flyby or orbiter or something. And uh, NASA and uh, ESA and the JAXA observed the small bodies. So I think you know where. <laughs> Uh, here and then the, this is a uh, 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 Itokawa uh, Hayabusa visited uh, this one and then the Mathilda, Ida, Eros or others rooted here and then the so I will uh, coordinate the scale by next slide then Rutetia is a bigger bigger asteroid this one can you find the uh, Itokawa asteroid? So, so small. Here. <laughs> so, uh, so we, we estimated the diameter of the asteroid Itokawa before launching the Hayabusa spacecraft. Maybe uh, the diameter is uh, about uh, one kilometer or 10 kilometers. But uh, when the spacecraft Hayabusa visited the asteroid Itokawa, the diameter of the Itokawa was just 500 meters, so, so small. That's why the, the surface is uh, different, so different. Very, very rough terrain. 
few craters. So these are the very smoothy terrain surface, but the very rough. And this is very interesting, very big rock. The size is uh, 50 meters. Very, very interesting. And then, so uh, I would like to talk about the history of a Hayabusa mission. So uh, in Japan, scientists would like to visit the asteroid to know the origin of the solar system. And then the, I heard in 1985, the Japanese scientists started studying the asteroid exploration. I could get the uh, proposal in 1985. This is the cover of the uh, proposal. And then the uh, human visited <laughs> the asteroid <laughs> like this. So here in 1985. But the mission was not approved. Then the scientists did not give up the proposal and then in 1995, the mission was approved. And then in 1996, the mission was established and then the project started. So in 1985, I was a, a student. <laughs> and then, so I, so I joined the mission, so I, I joined the, uh, ISAS in 1993, and then the, I joined the uh, so meeting on Hayabusa mission, and then the, that's why the, I have en engaged in Hayabusa mission for well, uh, 18 years. And I was in charge of the navigation and the guidance of the spacecraft, and mainly uh, uh, I engaged in uh, so decent and uh, touchdown to the asteroid in Hayabusa mission. And then I would like to explain the detail of the uh, decent and uh, touchdown and what happened to Hayabusa spacecraft. So uh, Hayabusa's, Hayabusa is uh, the engineering test spacecraft for sample and return technologies. And then this mission is aiming at demonstrating four key technologies. So the spacecraft would like to visit the target asteroid and get sample from the surface. That's why the, so uh, it is very important to develop the new engine. Uh, electrical propulsion system for interplanetary cruising. Because, uh, as you know well, the Japanese rocket is not so big. That's why the uh, high-efficient engine should be uh, developed. And, uh, and then the second technology is to establish uh, autonomous optical navigation and guidance system. So. So we, we can imagine the asteroid is so small and then far from the Earth. Then, firstly, uh, we have to navigate the spacecraft to the target asteroid. And also, uh, we don't know the condition of the surface. 
So we have to develop the special technique to get sample or capture sample from the surface. We don't know the condition of the surface. Uh, it is so hard or soft or sandy or others. Finally, the, so we, don't, we didn't have any technology to uh, get the sample. That means that so directly the entry of recovery capsule should be established. These are the so main technology to be established in Hayabusa mission. So, well, so, so this is imaginary, this was a imaginary target asset uh, before launching the rockets, spacecraft, and then the, the target asteroid is 1998 SF-36, and then this is very smooth surface. We didn't know the Itokawa. And then the launch time is 2003, and it will take two years to the asteroid, the arrival time the 2005 and then the so the earth return time was scheduled to be uh, 2007 but uh, as you know uh, some trouble occurred and then we had to change the returning time uh, 2010 so last June the high spacecraft could return to the Earth, as you know. Well, uh, this slide shows the picture of the flight model. You can see the ion engine systems, and then the high gain antenna, and then the, so we call this spacecraft Hayabusa. Hayabusa means a bird, falcon. This is it kanji in Japanese character, and then the bird of the falcon. So last, in the last slide, I will show you the another meaning uh, of Hayabusa. And then this slide shows the configuration of the Hayabusa spacecraft. Hayabusa spacecraft has uh, two solar planets, and these panels can produce the uh, 2.6 kilowatts at 1 AU because the ion engine will be used for Hayabusa mission. And then here, this is a sampler to capture the uh, small particle from the surface. And then the Hayabusa spacecraft has four ion engine systems. Usually the three ion engine will be used and then one is backup engine. And then the ISP is so high, uh, so uh, 3,200 seconds. And then the Hypsa spacecraft has uh, three kinds of antenna, high gain, medium, and the low, low, low gain antenna. And then the, so the maximum bitrate is just eight kilo BPS. Not so high. 
And then the weight of the Hayabusa spacecraft is about 510 kilograms, including the fuel, uh, chemical fuel, and also xenon, xenon uh, propellant for ion engine system. And then the size, yeah, here with us is uh, six meters, and then the depth, uh, 4.2 meters, and then the height, uh, about uh, 3 meters. We can input the spacecraft hyperspace here. <laughs> Not so big. Uh, well, body size are uh, 1 meter, uh, 1.1 meter, and then the 1.6 meters. You can see a lot of sensors, including uh, scientific instruments. Uh, at the bottom of the spacecraft Hayabusa. Uh, so here, near infrared spectrometers and the X-ray uh, spectrometers and then the LiDAR. And then the, there are some sensors for navigation. So, uh, well, uh, so camera, cameras and the radar and the finders and the uh, LiDAR, and then the star tracker or others. Well, I will explain in detail later. Oh, sorry. This right shows the uh, trajectory of Hayabusa. Here is the sun, and the green means, uh, green denotes the uh, the Earth orbit uh, trajectory, and then the so blue, blue means the uh, trajectory of Itokawa, and then the uh, Hayabusa spacecraft trajectory is uh, uh, marked in red. So around here, the rendezvous trajectory. That means that's why the the Itokawa is a near-Earth asteroid. It is possible to uh, navigate and guide the spacecraft to the target asteroid. So this is the uh, newly developed ion engine in Japan. So xenon is used to, to produce the plasma. And then, so by using this mechanism, the small power is produced, 10 millinewton. But if we can, we continue to use this ion engine system, then uh, we can get the, a big delta V. And then, so we could get the delta V 2 kilometers per second. And then uh, the Feature of this developed ion engine is a so long lifetime, high ISP. So by so by so we can develop this ion engine, Hayabusa spacecraft could arrive at the asteroid and also could come back to the Earth. So next, I talk about the intelligent navigation system. So ground-based operation is limited due to the communication delay 
in Hayabusa mission, uh, communication delay was uh, about 30 minutes round trip, and also a low bitrate, I 8 kilobps I mentioned. And then the information on sampling point, the detailed terrain and the condition of the surface are not known in advance. That's why the autonomy and the robotics technology are required to uh, decent and touch down safely for Hayabusa spacecraft. So this has shows the navigation sensors. So, uh, so Hayabusa spacecraft installed the four kinds of navigation sensors, uh, LiDAR, optical navigation camera, radar range finder with four beams, and then the uh, special sensor, fan beam sensor. So uh, LiDAR here, LiDAR is used for uh, measuring altitude. The range is uh, six kilometers to 40 meters, one beam sensors. And also the, here is a uh, optical navigation camera to detect the uh, surface condition and also track the special marker, uh, uh, target marker. Uh, I will show you the detail later. And then another one is a uh, radar range finder. So by using radar, four radar beams, uh, it is possible to get the information on altitude and also the uh, relative attitude to, with respect to the surface. And then the, finally, the fan beam sensor is used for unexpected obstacle detection, so under the uh, big solar panel. Okay, so, uh, so I have to talk about the highlight event. So in Hayabusa mission, uh, to get the sample, and then the touchdown phase. The big highlight event is to cancel the relative horizontal speed by asteroid rotation. It is possible to get the information uh, relative uh, altitude. It is easy to get the information on altitude, but it is not so easy to uh, know the relative uh, horizontal speed. Not easy. That's why the, uh, so in Hayabusa mission, visual artificial landmark based navigation was uh, developed and introduced. So there are, there, there may be no landmark on asteroid surface. So as an artificial landmark, target marker is uh, dropped or released from the spacecraft Hayabusa and to be tracked by onboard camera. Target marker is covered with a well, uh, reflective reflect seat and camera has a uh, flash lamp. Then camera can take the flash on or flash off uh, image to 
find the target marker in so even on bright astral surface. The spacecraft Hayabusa will approach and listen to the surface uh, from the uh, sunlight side. Then, so the surface is so light, bright. Then, firstly, uh, we I developed the uh, so vision-based navigation. That means the natural terrain was uh, detected and the uh, so special landmark. That means the natural landmark uh, can be detected. But uh, so even on bright asteroid surface, so the spacecraft Hayabusa should detect the uh, relative speed. Then special marker was developed. This one. So uh, and also Hayabusa spacecraft will drop a special marker at altitude of 30 meters, and then the so the gravity is so weak, low, then uh, the target marker is required to have very, very low distribution coefficients to set on the surface quickly. So that's why the Japanese traditional otedama, do you know otedama? No? <laughs> uh, is introduced. So otedama, is made of some amount of small, small beads inside the soft cover cloth here. And then the Hayabusa spacecraft took three target markers. So, uh, well, so I investigated the uh, effectiveness of the target marker, then uh, so I conducted the uh, microgravity test. So now I will show you the experiment, experiment by using the uh, drop tower facility. So uh, this is an experimental system. So soft cover, not soft cover, plastic. And then the, some uh, bees are installed and then so we Changed the, some parameters, the size of the bees and then the number of the bees and so, and then so one, two, three, four, six uh, parameters were tested and then the from the top to bottom. So you can you can find the uh, low distribution coefficient. Okay. Like this. This very good. Not good. <laughs> okay, once again, please. Like this. Okay. And also, the, we developed the uh, image, image based navigation scheme. Uh, so so many methods were installed in Hayabusa spacecraft. Uh, target marker tracking and then the old window tracking system by using the image processing. And finally, uh, uh, I talk about the uh, Hayabusa touchdown system. 
asteroids are so small body and the gravity field is so small, then it is not so easy for spacecraft to land and stay on the surface under microgravity, as you can imagine. And also, spacecraft cannot stay for a long time because of the thermal condition. We guessed the temperature of the surface is uh, more than 100 degrees. That's why the Hayabusa spacecraft cannot stay for a long time to get sample. So, uh, and also we don't know whether the surface is hard rock or soft or sand. We don't know in advance. Then, so sampling method is required to have robustness to the train or condition of the surface. Then, so we developed the, and introduced the so-called touch and go way. Spacecraft shoot a small bullet to the surface just after touchdown to break the surface. And then the spacecraft Hayabusa collect ejected fragments with thumper and also uh, lift off before one of the solar cell panel might hit the surface. That is a strategy for sampling. So I will show you the uh, computer graphics image. Okay. Hypothesis specs that shoot the projectile like this. This is the slow motion. So in practice, the speed is uh, 300 parameters. So we guessed a lot of uh, particles could be corrective. So uh, I will show you the uh, video uh, for Hayabusa descent and the touchdown scenario. Hayabusa spacecraft stays around the asteroid and by using the LiDAR and also the pictures, firstly, uh, global mapping will be performed to estimate the uh, gravity and then the Hypsa spacecraft dropped a special target marker like this. And by using the radar and finding the camera and the flash, the spacecraft will be navigated to the uh, target point. And then when the spacecraft Hayabusa touches down the surface, projectile will be shot like this. And some particle will be retrieved like this, and this is a capsule like this, and lift off. Hypothesis space will stay on the surface for three seconds, I estimate. <laughs> Just three. <laughs> so this slide shows the Hypothesis operation team members. So this is a very famous person. Professor Kaguchi, project manager of the Hayabusa mission. Can you find me? <laughs> this one. <laughs> Younger. <laughs> and about 30 members 
uh, were operated the Hayabusa mission. Not so much. Not so many. And you can see the rotation of the uh, Itokawa asteroid. In practice, the uh, rotation period is 12 hours. 12 hours. So, very, very irregular, irregular shape and then the very interesting shape. And also, so I could not find the very nice landing point, very last one. And then the only landing point is uh, they are very rough. So the hypersafe spacecraft could not uh, land on this area because the sun direction is uh, this, this way and the solar panel is fixed in hypersafe spacecraft. So, so rough terrain. That's why the, the only landing point is where? Uh, here. This is the landing point. We decided. And then there are a few craters and regolith on the surface. Maybe this is a kind of crater scientist pointed out. But what is the vertical size of the Space is uh, like this, oh. one, one meter. <laughs> okay, 500 meters and uh, 200 meters. Yeah. So uh, another shot, there are a lot of uh, borders. Very attractive for scientists, I heard. <laughs> 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 so this is very interesting for me. <laughs> And then the, this pictures show the uh, so detailed surface. So I heard from the scientists, this, this is very interesting because the bright area and dark area. So uh, he pointed out, uh, this is very interesting. And then the, he uh, so submitted the special paper to the science. And also, uh, so what can you imagine to see the shape of Itokawa? Oh. <laughs> yeah? Can you imagine? Raise your hand. No? Oh. When I looked at the Itokawa, uh, I, I, I thought, this is peanuts or, <laughs> or potatoes. <laughs> and then scientists draw this picture. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> well, this is the uh, landing point and we call Muses Sea. <laughs> and then the, so this rest of the mission outline. So uh, Hayabusa mission team uh, performed the 
three rehearsals, including the guidance navigation control test, and then the Hayabusa spacecraft performed two trials to get sample and touch down. And then at the first uh, rehearsal, uh, image-based navigation was uh, tested, but uh, Hayabusa spacecraft failed in uh, so navigation and guidance because of the uh, because of uh, well, Hayabusa spacecraft lost two reaction wheels. It 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 was so difficult to navigate and guide the spacecraft to to the target area, and then so global navi uh, guidance and navigation test was performed uh, to use image-based navigation and landmark uh, navigation from the ground station, and the target marker was released uh, uh, at the first trial uh, to test the target marker and uh, we drive to confirm if the target marker could be released and detected, and so we could succeed. And then the, at the second rehearsal, uh, Hypsa spacecraft descent to the altitude of 50 meters, and Hypsa spacecraft drops the special small robot Minerva. Unfortunately, uh, uh, Hypsa spacecraft failed in dropping uh, Minerva because the releasing velocity was a bit uh, bigger than the escape velocity. That's why the Minerva could not reach the, the, the surface of the Itokar. And then the, at the first trial, uh, so as you know, uh, obstacle detection was detected by Fanbeam sensor and the sequence was terminated. That's why the Hyperstar spacecraft uh, performed the second trial for touchdown uh, here and succeeded in touchdown, as you know. Unfortunately, uh, we could know later a uh, particle uh, was not shot from the spacecraft Hayabusa, but the Hayabusa spacecraft touched down the surface, then small particles could be uh, corrected and retrieved, as you know. Well, uh, at the first touchdown, so I will show you the uh, sequential image. Well, so landmark navigation was successfully uh, done like this. You can see the the shadow of the Hypsar spacecraft here, and the target marker was successfully released and tracked here. This is a, a picture at altitude of 30 meters. So you can see the uh, bright target marker. And this is the shadow of the Hyperstar spacecraft. And then the, this is the result for first touchdown sequence. So this axis denotes the time. And this is altitude. The Hypsa spacecraft descent to the surface, and at this time, 
the spacecraft was scheduled to be to touch down, but uh, at this altitude, the Hayabusa spacecraft detected some obstacle under the solar panel by fan beam sensor, and then Hayabusa spacecraft terminated the touchdown sequence. Here, so four fan beam sensor, two of fan beam sensors detected the some obstacles. And then, so in nominal sequence, the Hayabusa spacecraft should lift off like this. But unfortunately, so four reaction control systems were used, but uh, so unbalanced uh, produced the, so unbalanced thrusters stopped the thrusters. That's why the Hayabusa spacecraft moved at the initial velocity, and here the velocity was zero. And then Hayabusa spacecraft performed free hole and bounded and bounded, and Hayabusa spacecraft stayed on the surface for about 30 minutes. At that time, we didn't know what happened to the Hayabusa spacecraft. <laughs> Hayabusa, space, Hayabusa spacecraft could not come back to the home position. We didn't know, but uh, we could get the signal from the Hayabusa spacecraft. And then, so the monitors showed us uh, the Hayabusa spacecraft uh, digged into the Itoka, because uh, Itoka was uh, rotated itself, Hypsa spacecraft stayed on the surface, then Hypsa spacecraft moved, we, we could see. Then from the ground station, uh, the operator sent the command to lift off, and then Hypsa spacecraft could lift off like this. At that time, the Hayabusa spacecraft stayed on the surface like this, uh, based on the telemetry data, like this. And then the Hayabusa spacecraft uh, controlled the attitude many times, but the, the gravity was so, so big. Then Hayabusa spacecraft could not control the attitude, and then stayed at the surface like this, we imagined, you imagined. And then, so we tried to navigate and uh, guide the spacecraft Hayabusa to the target point again. And then, so, so here, we could not find big, big obstacles, big rocks. Then. So maybe fan beam sensor detected uh, a lot of dust or uh, so uh, trouble. Then at the second trial, fan beam sensor detection was disabled. And also, Hyabusa spacecraft will try to touch down on the same area 
and the, the target marker, the first target marker stayed on the surface, then at the second trial, Hayabusa spacecraft did not drop the second target marker. And then the touchdown sequence was uh, performed as expected. And also the special radar range finder uh, detected sampler deformation. That means uh, uh, Hayabusa spacecraft succeeded in touchdown. And then this picture showed the uh, uh, image taken at altitude 200 meters at the second trial. And then the Hayabusa spacecraft detected the first target marker, which Hayabusa spacecraft dropped at the first trial. Here, you can see. So that's why the, it was confirmed that the target marker uh, might collide with low restitution coefficient. Uh, this slide shows the uh, trajectory of Hayabusa spacecraft. And then Hayabusa spacecraft was navigated and guided very well. However, after arriving to the home position after after lifting off, the spacecraft lost its attitude because of fuel leaks. And then the most of the navigation data, including images in the data recorder, were lost, unfortunately. So, and then the second, the, the second fuel leaks, leaks uh, gave the Hayabusa spacecraft a lot of damage. And then, so in the middle of December 2005, we could not get any signal from Hayabusa. So our team lost perfectly the Hayabusa spacecraft. These are the noise. We, we, so we didn't, know the position of the Hayabusa spacecraft, but uh, we could not, we could know the direction of the Hayabusa, and then every day, so we control the antenna, uh, the ground station antenna, uh, to the direction of the Hayabusa or Itokawa. And then, so the Hayabusa spacecraft performed tumbling, we guessed. Then, Hypsa spacecraft uh, power is on, is on or off. That's why the temperature condition was changed. That's why we didn't, we didn't know the exact uh, communication frequency. That is a very big problem. Then, we had to sweep a lot of frequency. It took a lot of time to communicate with the Hayabusa spacecraft. And then the, uh, so that's why the, uh, <laughs> well, the condition of the Hayabusa spacecraft. No communication, a lot of damages, no sample. <laughs> Here, Itokawa. <laughs> so fortunately, um, a lot of rescue operation uh, 
So Hayabusa team could find the tiny signal from the Hayabusa on January 23rd, 2006. This one. However, two reaction keys are lost and the reaction control systems are not available because they may cause a strong disturbance and then maybe there is no fuel for reaction control system and some batteries are out of order. Fortunately, one reaction wheel is alive. <laughs> and also, ion engine system is very good. Very good. We confirmed. And then the Statraka is also good. And then the communication system is good. Then, so uh, operation for returning back to the Earth was conducted. Then, <laughs> communication samples <laughs> verify. <laughs> and then, so I waited uh, for the Hayabusa in Australia. The capsule recovery point is a Umera Desert in Australia, South Australia, here, like this. <laughs> we, we could meet a lot of animals, and I enjoyed staying in Australia. <laughs> and then this slide shows our recovery strategy. So, well, so this is capsule and the entry into the atmosphere and flashing. After that, the spacecraft deploys the uh, parachute and uh, give us a radio signal. And then we can uh, get a signal at the four points. So we can track the radio signal, and then we can know the position of the capsule. But, uh, uh, but the schedule was changed, and then the, we, we were anxious about the battery of the capsule. The capsule may not give us the radio signal. Then, Grand Operation Center will take a lot of pictures of the capsule during flashing. And then, uh, and also, we are anxious about the weather. If it is cloudy, we cannot see the uh, capsule. Then, so aircraft was used. But the Japanese government uh, did not pay for aircraft. That's why the NASA prepared for the aircraft. And then, so this is my picture at the uh, so Australian center. Very, very beautiful in Australia. Uh, this is the antenna to get the signal from the capsule. Uh, at the Sagamihara uh, operation room in Japan, uh, this is uh, uh, Professor Kawaguchi. Uh, so they operated uh, uh, final commands.
to release the capsule. And then uh, before the entry, Hayabusa team try to control Hayabusa attitude so that Hayabusa can see the home planet, the Earth. This is the uh, final or last shot uh, obtained from the optical navigation camera. Did you see? No? Uh, this is a uh, smear. And then uh, in Australia, we could uh, see the capsules. And then the, this is the result from the one, well, two, three, four points. And then the, we could know the position of the capsule in real time, like this. So we uh, enjoyed operating, tracking of the capsule. And then at that night, we could find the capsule from the helicopter camera, like this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and with this parachute. So we <laughs> welcome to the helicopter like this. Very, very beautiful. And then next day, so a scientist recovered the capsule like this. Okay, <laughs> succeeded. And next, uh, the next day, uh, I visited the landing point and recovered the heat shield like this, baked, <laughs> like this. So scientists would like to get the sample, but the engineers would like to get the heat shield <laughs> to analyze the heat condition and so on. And then the, this is a capsule and the, this is a continent. When the scientists open the capsule and the container, they could not find samples because the samples were so, so small, like this. <laughs> scientists did not give up analytes, and then they developed a special uh, tool. And then they could find the small particles, tiny particles, I heard the number of the particles, 1,500 particles. And by using the SEM, scanning electron microscope, they, they could analyze. And then the, uh, so their relative abundance ratio and their elemental composition agree with the class of primitive meteorite. Then the particles are judged to be identical uh, definitely from the asteroid Itokawa. And then, so there are two rooms for containers and then the, the scientists investigated in detail and then the, they could find the, a bigger uh, 50 grains, this one. And then the uh, Japanese scientists reported the preliminary, uh, preliminary report and then the, uh, this is the image 
obtained by the uh, SEM like this. So I'm not a scientist. <laughs> then, uh, so you can see the final result of the initial analysis in this January. And recently, the last month, uh, another report was announced in science. A small rocky particle, uh, 150 microns inside brought back from the asteroid. So uh, new results are reported in science and then please see the report in science, I hope. So finally, uh, I will show you the video when the Hayabusa spacecraft returned to the Earth. Did you see? Oh, oh really? Okay, that's all. <laughs> okay, just a moment. Who visited Australia, Umera? No. Oh. Oh. <laughs> well. Okay. Just a moment. Beaker. Okay. My colleague, uh, Dr. Abe, uh, took the video. Can you see? Yeah, this one. I've spacecraft came in Japanese, <laughs> like this. Can you find the capsule? Ah. Great. In Japanese. <laughs> this one, capsule. <laughs> In Japanese. You can imagine. <laughs> Unfortunately, I could not see because I had to see the monitor. <laughs> Okay, thank you very much for kind attention. Space has visited the S type asteroid, and uh, because uh, uh, there are so many asteroids, S types, stone type, and then the, Hayabusa, the next mission, Hayabusa 2, will visit the 1999 JU3, that is a C type. Yeah, very interesting shape, and then the, I would like to see the picture of the uh, C type. Firstly, the S type, and the second, yeah. C type. Scientists would like to visit 
C type, as you know very well. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, have the specs have to install two kinds of spectrometers, uh, near-infrared spectrometers and also the uh, X-ray. But unfortunately, the, uh, the, the activity of the sun is not, was not good. That's why the X-ray spectrometer could not give us uh, a lot of uh, data. But uh, uh, by using the near-infrared spectrometers and then the uh, we could uh, a lot of data of the composition or the materials and so on. You can see the uh, detail in science, which was published in 2005, maybe. Thank you. Um, you mentioned that there was a site selection um, around UCC. Um, this, yeah. I guess my question is, did the spacecraft make any more decisions about where it should go specifically? Like, did it aim for any particular spot in UCC? Uh, so, uh, scientists uh, told us, told me, uh, so there, there are uh, no special point because uh, uh, so the condition is constant, I heard. And also the we I, I had the spacecraft had a special constraint because the solar panel and the uh, antenna was fixed. That's why the so so there are limited area to be uh, navigated. And also the flat area there are few flat areas. That's why the Muses C was the only landing point. But we had another point because uh, it, it was so difficult to navigate the spacecraft to the music sea point. Then the, uh, another point that we call a uh, Umera area, but that was solar. That's why the only point is music sea. I believe the target marker is staying on the surface now. Now? Now. Still. Still. <laughs> because the, the weight of the, uh, the weight of the target marker is uh, 200 grams. But uh, uh, so last month, so the Itokawa will disappear in one, 10 million years later. <laughs> I heard. <laughs> so is there any way to incorporate something in the target marker that would somehow continue to send signals back to Earth? Uh, uh, no, uh, target marker is like a passive one, no signal. So the target marker, uh, the cover of the target marker, the target marker is covered with a reflective seat. That's why the when we give a light to the target marker, we can get the signal from the target marker, but not radio data. Um, looking back on the mission now, what would you do differently? <laughs> differently? <laughs>
so, uh, so when I uh, engaged in Hayabusa Sa mission, so I was younger, and so I had a, a lot of challenge, and then so we we didn't. Uh, I am not so, but the so no example at that time. That's why the our team managed to find a good solution, and uh, a lot of trials and errors, and then the I think this is a best method. This is not the best best method, but uh, so by good experience, our team had a lot of uh, results and so on. And then the, at the next step, we are going to propose the ast asteroid exploration by using a smart method, and also uh, visit Mars, the moon again, or other planets. So Hayabusa mission gave us a lot of experience in exploration, and also we can feel the difficulty in space, deep space missions. Thank you very much. Before you guys leave, we have Dr. James would like to give us a brief history about the program and how it was named. Wow. <laughs> is this oh, a threat? May, may I use uh, yeah, the, the speaker? No, oh, the, here. the speaker, yes. Uh, I just walked in about uh, before the lecture five minutes ago and then suddenly invited to make a talk. And uh, <laughs> uh, you can see my heart was started beating. Uh, uh, but uh, as a, a retired professor, anytime has said something to the younger generation, I very much like to. And uh, I want to explain to you a little few things, hope you can remember. Uh, when you have a father of something, and we have a lot of lady here, mother of something, that person is special. As you, you know that the Itokawa was a father of the Japanese rocketry. And uh, therefore, uh, many years ago, I studied who is Itokawa, why he becomes uh, the, the father of the uh, uh, Japanese rocketry. Uh, Itokawa graduated from University of Tokyo, and uh, uh, once graduated, and his uh, academic record probably was not on the top, he was assigned to a more secondary aircraft company. And uh, he went there, and uh, he just like me, it's a night hour. In other words, uh, go to bed after 12 o'clock, and sometime I'm 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, I'm still awake. Uh, that type of person. And uh, he riding a bicycle to go to work. Uh, he riding, riding, riding fast because he's late. And, <laughs> Uh, the, 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 the company, you cannot park in your bicycle in the front because it has to be clean. So you have to be on the back, there is a parking uh, space for the bicycle. After you park in, he's running into his office. Uh, then you have to check in with the timesheet. And he always one, two to five minutes late. Uh, the receptionist saw him half and puff every day coming. So when he riding the bicycle passing by, the receptionist said, no, he's one. 
So punch time. He's in. Uh, and therefore, he was so appreciated to the, this receptionist. Uh, the receptionist at the time, I told you this is a second aircraft company, not the, 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 the largest, the, the, the best, not the Boeing aircraft company uh, in the United States. Uh, so the first assignment, he also has to go to the, each de, 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 de department there. I don't know how many departments there. Each department, I don't know, stayed two weeks, three weeks, or even months to understand the whole company. That is the requirement. So he was uh, one. Uh, during this process, he also see that uh, the receptionist is a female and uh, was uh, uh, usually have nothing to do. But when the, the guests are coming, lots of guests arriving about the same time, building the meeting and so forth, and uh, she just could not handle everything at the one time. So because that receptionist was helped uh, him before, therefore he has a sympathy. He purpose, on purpose, standing there to introduce the extra work and so forth because she was very helpful to him. Then after this, uh, go around the whole company, then he been assigned to a assistant, to a design, to a design, to the assistant. <laughs> so what he's doing is a, the the, the engineer draw a freehand. He put that into a blueprint, make his curved line, make a straight line. He saw that this is not the way. The company wanted his going up step by step by step. The final, of course, reached the management, but I don't know how many years later. And he realized this is not the way. Then he requested can I become an assistant? Because he was assistant, assistant to many assistants. Assistant to the receptionist. <laughs> they say that you graduated from University of Tokyo and you want the assistant to the receptionist. What do you think about it? He said that I would like to, he, she was so kind to me, I want to become her assistant, temporarily at least. Do you know? This is a thinking out of box. <laughs> he becomes an assistant. Usually when there's no guest coming, he don't need to be there. So he was in the design room. When they're arriving, lots of the, 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 the gentlemen with lots of cars and so forth, he automatically jump out. He's opened the door, introduce each one, and he been go through the company, so he know each department very well. And therefore, the, the, the army officers, navy officers, civilian officers from Tokyo, from headquarters, the, 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 the company is located outside of Tokyo. So then the, he started knowing each other. By doing that, after half a year, he almost know all the uh, aircraft industries, those uh, top-notch the, the, the guys already, right? This is called sinking out of the box of, 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 of one. Then later on, the, uh, that aircraft company received uh, a computation of uh, Hayabusa. This Itokawa company received it. And he was on the design team. Therefore, he was assigned 
also, hey, now we just got a new contract for competition, right? So we have the competing. His boss said that, let's go to the, the good uh, uh, the, the, the company, how to design wing stronger the, the, and, and so forth. And he told his boss, no, this is not the place we learn. What's the strength of materials? We learned already. Textbook is a lot. This is not the place we want to design a new airplanes, not go to the aircraft company. And his boss was surprised. What do you mean? Where do we need to go? Go to the test pilot school. Let's go to test pilot school. Those test pilots will decide because it's a computation. The, the, the different companies come Those test pilots will decide which aircraft government will accept. His boss was thinking that, yeah, you are right. The test pilot is going to make a decision. Not the test pilot will not the, the wing will break off. There's no, no, no. So the boss was surprised and agreed with the day he went to the test pilot school to learn. And the, the company was that time was thinking that we want the faster, faster. And then they talked to the test pilot of the school. And those students, they will be the next step of the evaluator. What do you want? Do you want the speed? Do you want the high attitude? No. They say that we want maneuverability. When the, when the enemy coming, we know how to manage my opponents uh, to get to their tails or whatever. Ah, oh, the aircraft never, never solved that. That aircraft is Hayabusa. So the Itokawa and Hayabusa, uh, uh, the, the history-wise, I'll give you a very quickly here. So you have to think out of your box. Uh, <laughs> for example, my the, 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 the clock here is uh, 12, 22, uh, 59 seconds. And uh, I know I am uh, much, much faster. Would you take a look of your, 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 your clock, your, your watch? 12, 23, 10 seconds is my watch. And uh, you are not, because you want the exact time. I am not. <laughs> Why? Think out of box. <laughs> right. Then what I learned today here is, uh, on a project you've never done before, you are going to see a lot of factors you never thought of will be pop out. And therefore, before the project started, you have to thinking, number one is out of box, number two is as many factors as possible. Right? Because I could not keep on time, therefore my clock is different from yours. When I saw that just atomic uh, uh, watch, you, Colorado has, uh, uh, you can match it, and uh, your accuracy is within uh, one second. Do you think that watch I'm going to buy it? Never. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, everyone. Thank us, speaker. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Give oh. From oh, thank you very much. This program is brought to you by Caltech. Visit us at 
caltech.edu.